0: Howdy Parkrunners and welcome to episode 358 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life. If your life's all about Parkrun, I'm Toc and I'm coming to you from Bunurong Country.
1: And I'm Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri Country.
0: And hello, Toc. How are you? I'm awesome, Mel. Awesome. Just back from a park run adventure, a couple of k's around the around the block to get to it and back. We've had a <laughs> brilliant time.
1: Just the other side of the state and uh, into the others, the next state.
0: So you you travelled west. Yes, Mel, we, we travelled west. We went to the lands of the Ramanjiri people to Victor Harbour Park Run. Um, about an 1800 kilometre round trip. So, quite a lot of hours spent in the car planning future park run adventures for us. Um, the park run itself, Mel, is brilliant. It runs along a foreshore. Pretty windy, and it'd be fair to say that it was about 40k winds on Saturday, and it's an out-and-back course, and it was a headwind for the whole out-and-back. I don't (laughs) know how that works, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, we were fortunate. We had 69 finishes, um, capably organised by seven awesome volunteers. A really great day, but it was very windy. mm,
1: Yes, it's a bit exposed there, isn't it, from memory?
0: Yeah, look, the, the park run runs along the foreshore. There's no trees between you and the beach, so you are right on the foreshore. Sensational views out towards Granite Island and um, the Knob, which is the far end of one of the, the cliffs. So, yeah, no, really, really pretty park run. Lots of Norfolk pines along the foreshore. Um Lots of people out and about, just really pretty park run. <laughs> almost, almost as pretty as that Dolls Point one, Mel.
1: <laughs> and did you head head there for the V? Uh,
0: we did, Mel, yeah. It's um, another V into our, our collection. Victor Harbour, though, has been on my list. I have a, a list in my phone, like a lot of adventurers. I have about 14 park runs, I think, that are in there that are just – ambition parkruns, ones that I want to get to. Victor Harbour's probably been in that list um, almost forever, for as long as I've been in parkrun. Fun fact, Victor Harbour actually launched about a month before Inverloch did. And so when we we're looking at setting up Inverloch, we actually bounced a little bit of stuff from the current or the, the former eds of victor harbour at the time because we we're both going through the setup at the same time hmm. so there you go we've got a bit of a tie-in with victor harbour
1: actually i've done victor harbour and i did it even before i knew anything about alphabet or touristing i just was in south australia and i booked a holiday in victor harbour
0: <laughs> and mel as you'd remember um this year uh, at at Year's or the park run just before new year's day um Yourself, uh, Jackie, and myself ducked down to Shiraz Trail, and then we went to Victor Harbor to spend the day. The place was packed. Well, this weekend it was much less packed.
1: Oh, even on a long, oh well, it's a long weekend for us, isn't it, in greatest state?
0: Yeah, not for South Australia. No. And how about you, Mel? Where did you get up to on Parkrun Day? Just finished.
1: Well, I stayed in the Great Estate and I took a short drive to Goulburn River Trail Park on Seymour on the lands of the Tungurung people. Seymour is located in the southern end of the Goulburn Valley, 104 kilometres north of Melbourne, and was a measly one and a half hours drive from home. The town sits alongside the Goulburn River and services the local agricultural industries as well as the nearby Puckapuniel military base. I wasn't meeting anyone at this event, but as is often the case, was pleasantly surprised to discover friendly faces once I arrived. One of which, Super Sally Heppleston, I discovered on the Hume Highway on the way up. Goulburn River Trail is an out and back course. We mentioned that last week and I can confirm that the course does in fact consist of gravel trail with a short boardwalk section. But what I didn't know was that it also runs alongside grapevines and while mostly flat, it does have some gentle undulations approaching the turnaround. It was pleasant conditions for running with 72 participants showing up for week two, eight first-timers and 10 recording their second visit and I knew I must have had adventurers on course when I was cheered on by name during the run. So when I finished, I tracked down my mystery adventurer, who turned out to be Damon Young from Shepherd and Park Run. Also adventuring to Seymour was Scott Wilson Smith, Nicola Wright, and Susan Kirk, and Sally, who I mentioned earlier, plus Greg Moore on timekeeper duties. Fun fact is that when I was in Seymour with Brendan Peel and Jodie Maisie in July of 22, after doing Puckapunyal Park Run, we drove to the exact location, the Lions Park, and walked the exact course. Musing at hell, there was a perfect 5K location with parking and toilets as well. (laughs) Shout out to co-EDs Peter Nunn and Lucy Linton, who I believe had a long slog to get the event off the ground, and right when they were due to launch, the Goulburn River flooded, inundating the course and delaying their launch by another two weeks." It was also great to see Michael McCall from Pucker Park Run out to visit and support the new event, running for Team Veteran. There certainly was no shortage of familiar faces eager to chat after they crossed the finish. One word of advice, though, Tony, it is an event where you need to pack the error guard.
0: Okay, one of those ones where them mozzies lift you off, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was getting eaten alive. As I was standing around chit chatting to everybody after the event, so it was very, it was a very jovial and um, happy atmosphere around the finish line. But yes, those mosquitoes.
0: So we'll pack that in the car for about two weeks away when we're we're headed up to there. Yes, good job. But it was a lovely event, and it's uh, nice to uh, have a new event mill only an hour and a half away from home, rather than having to. Uh do the, the awesomely big road trips.
1: I know. It was, uh, I didn't even have to stay overnight anywhere. <laughs> just got up early and it was only half an hour earlier than I would get up for work anyway. So
0: bit of a novelty.
1: No complaints. Yeah, excellent. Just a lot of traffic on the Hume, which um, I wasn't used to. I'm used to driving up on a Friday morning <laughs> and having the Hume to myself, but uh, it was a bit busier.
0: Right, and moving right along, Mel, Parkrun News. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of things I want to raise this week, Mel, just mm. little little things that I've seen out in the, the different adventurer groups online and in different forums. And Look, one of them is the Christmas Compendium, um, a great asset. You can look there, you can see who's running at Christmas, who's running at New Year's Day, whether they're not running, so you can change your plans. But i just remind everyone that – Events have till the 11th of December to declare. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into whether an event's going to go ahead. So things like, can they get the volunteers? Do they have the people that want to organise it? Because a lot of people are away at that time of the year. And whether they have approval, a lot of events have to go to their landowner, be it cancel or parks or whoever, to get approval to run a special day. So it's not just a given that every event's going to happen. And I just encourage people... Please don't message the event teams asking you get in a run. It'll be up. I know we're all anxious. We all want to make our holiday plans. Um, the event that I'm planning on going to hasn't declared yet, and I'd really love to see them up there. But you know, it'll happen in time. Just yeah, give the events a bit of a break. I guess Mel's my little message. That's a very good message,
1: talk. Thanks for bringing that up. I know the one that I've got in my sights hasn't declared yet either, but I've checked the history. They've done um, Newsday Park Run every year since they launched. So I'm fairly confident, but I also booked my accommodation and I know that I'm within a early drive, you know, a couple couple of hours i guess to um most of adelaide's park runs so if the one that i've got in mind doesn't run then i will have others to choose from
0: yeah and that's probably a good bit of advice mel is to pick one that does give you some options and that's that's like any Parkrun Touristing, yeah. on different days, different events will have to cancel for a whole heap of different reasons, and it's always good to have plan B and maybe C, and oh. if you really need it, plan D. You've, you've had some experience there, Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got to plan C before, so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's just a good thing. Just, just let the teams have their time. Um, I'm sure most of them are starting to de- declare now. Uh, I know the... Uh, Christmas Compendium certainly got a lot fuller on Saturday afternoon, so a lot of events are starting to infill it. But, yeah, just give the teams a bit of uh, time to to work it out.
1: Mm. And I'm actually going to be volunteering at Thorndon Juniors on New Year's Eve. I got a message um, from one of the RDs who knew I was going to be
0: in the area. (laughs) (laughs) So is that the reverse of don't message the teams, but get the teams to message you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfectly acceptable.
1: <laughs> yes, I know, I didn't yet. Yeah. It's juniors, so that will be their regular Sunday.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. And in, in other news, Mel, Parkrun hit 100 million participants this week. Did they? That's an incredible figure when you think about it. 100 million. Across the world. 100 million across the world. So that's participation. So that includes volunteering, juniors and the 5K events. But when you think that's 100 million people that have got out and done something on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's a staggering number. The GPs
1: will be happy about that.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, especially the ones that prescribe parkrun. And we're also... Now, you look at your own barcode, and I know my barcode's a six-figure digit, but Parkrun is so close to hitting uh, barcode 9 million.
1: Mm, that's been in the socials a bit this last week, hasn't it?
0: It has. It was sort of envisaged that we might have hit it on the weekend, but I know there's still 1,200 roughly to go before they hit that point. Mm. So who's going to be the lucky holder of a, uh, a barcode with... A hell of a lot of zeros. It would be
1: easy to remember.
0: It would be, yeah.
1: Although uh, I do have mine memorised.
0: Yes, for those of us that have to enter it to uh, get into processing and things, it becomes very ingrained.
1: Yeah, that's true. And what else, Tony? The storms, they're still having problems in the UK with these storms.
0: Yeah, I I heard a couple of events were cancelling, Mel, and I was just having a look at the the UK cancellations, and it must have been an incredible storm. There was more than 100 of the 5K events and over 50 of the junior events cancelled on the weekend. And so there were whole areas that didn't have park runs, which I imagine would have resulted in a bit of a backlog of people at the events that did get up and running.
1: How many events do they have in the UK now? Have they got 900-odd?
0: I think it's about 600, Mel. Oh,
1: Okay. Wow. I was <laughs> off. Oh, I'm probably thinking of the juniors and the 5K events.
0: <laughs> if you include juniors, you're very close.
1: <laughs> no, I was just thinking 100 plus, like that's roughly 10% of their
0: events. It, it's a fairly big proportion. And uh, yeah, no, I feel sorry for the the people. Uh, I know one of the events that we ran when we were over in Europe, they put up some pictures on the weekend Um, It was one that we ran in Oslo, and we ran on a brilliant, sad, sunny day. Uh, We wore T-shirts for the whole day. It was gorgeous. And they put up a picture, and it's just this ice, and it's almost snowing, and it looked freezing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, things change very quickly over in Europe. They do. As they do in Australia, we had a couple of events that didn't go ahead because of bushfires and smoke in the air. So, yeah.
1: Oh, true. Was that in Kingsland?
0: Yes, up that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And in other news, Mel, as has been mentioned before, I've been logging noddies nearly every day for, I don't know, feels like forever. Um, Last week in Australia, the numbers of noddies were down to 89 people that logged a Noddy hmm. um which is a fairly big drop from the week before which is about 120 people there's 1086 in the world that are still logging a Noddy every week and so i'd like to encourage our parkrun adventurers out there to jump on board and log at least one naughty for the week and let's see if we can cause a bit of a spike in the global numbers for the week hmm. so that's that's my bit of a challenge to all our adventurers out there go into your parkrun profile when you get your results um go into the noddies and log a noddy for the week and let's keep it going.
1: Can you remind me after we finish recording, because I just happened to do a 5K walk today <laughs> before we started recording, so I can do that.
0: I most certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And Mel, the last one I've got on the news, did you see the park run rugs that came out for sale last week?
1: I did, but I can't afford – I haven't got
0: anything to sell so that I can buy one, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they – About one hundred and fifty dollars. Very limited edition. There was only two hundred and forty of them, I think, released, and they all sold out on the day that they were released. So there's a lot of people out there that love picnics at Parkrun.
1: Wow, it is a nice looking blanket.
0: It is a lovely looking blanket, and I'm sure a few of our park runners will be out there. I know that there's somebody already planning to open a bottle of wine on one, not <laughs> pointing at South Australia. Um, <laughs> bubbly wine, bubbly wine near a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who that
1: could be, but is it is it a rubber backed one? Because, like, seriously, it must be a really good picnic rug. And I assume there's postage on top of that price.
0: I don't know, Mel. I didn't get that far into it. Mm. Not a picnic rug type guy, so yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't sit still long enough to have a picnic, Tony. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it could be an aid station blanket or oh, oh, I missed an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Warm you up after yeah. a wet blustery run or something like that or one of those ones where you go swimming through the trail Yeah, it's flooded.
0: winter course. <laughs>
1: But anyway, um, okay, well, thanks for bringing all that news. You've done lots of homework. Really appreciate that.
0: No, just some interesting facts and figures from out in the parkrun world.
1: Hmm. Now, we do have an email this week.
0: You've got mail.
1: And it comes to us from Brett Bailey. And Brett is replying to our little discussion last week's episode about nippers. And he said, Hi team. Sorry for the late email following last week's pod. I hope I haven't missed the cutoff for this week. It was great to hear you enjoy your first taste of nippers recently, Mel. It will probably come as no surprise that the Baileys have had a long involvement with the junior surf program in New Zealand. Yes, it's just not an Aussie thing. Most of the 70 plus New Zealand clubs run nippers over here each summer. Both Beck and Nathan went right through the system and eventually qualified as lifeguards. Beck coached in New Zealand and Nathan is still coaching at our club. Tanya and I were both junior surf coordinators for our club and we still help out coaching when required. We regularly get over 100 eager children attending each Saturday. It's great to develop water safety awareness and many carry on to compete in surf sports and become surf and pool lifeguards. Love your work, Brett Bailey. So, Tony, I think you were also saying that Jackie has um, been involved in nippers.
0: Yes, yeah, Jackie actually uh, helped run the Cape Patterson Surf Life Saving Club, nippers, many years ago. So, yeah, we've had a little bit to do with nippers uh, through our life saving. Obviously, the Baileys are very committed to their life saving as well and still are.
1: And you still are a lifeguard, is that right?
0: Yeah, I still patrol. I still do my, my hours each year on patrol. I still love the camaraderie amongst the life-saving club. Uh, Kate Patterson's very fortunate we've got a new life-saving club down there with a quite a nice facility and premises. So, yeah, no, we've come a long way.
1: So was I correct in saying that our life-saving clubs with nippers are sort of more on the coastal areas and not so much within the bay?
0: Yeah. Uh, you would have been correct in saying that probably 10 years ago, Mel, but now that Life Saving Australia have conglomerated with Surf Life Saving, Australia and Royal Life Saving, it's all one organisation now. So we have a lot of uh, nipper programs run around the bays. And in fact, I think you may find that some places along the, the river, like Mildura, may even run nippers programs.
1: Oh, okay. But it's yeah. probably come into a, a water awareness, water safety, more of a push...
0: Very, very much so, and the programs are, are designed around educating kids into uh, feeling confident in the water and giving them some experience in the water, as well as some of the other competition and you know, minor first aid, and that just teaching kids life skills. Mm, very good. So as the kids grow up uh, through the life-saving program, obviously they learn a little bit each more each year, and eventually the idea is that they flow over into patrolling, you know life saving members and they come in with a great deal of experience if they've gone through the Nipper program
1: mm, and they will i assume they would also have some very good first aid skills that would accompany that type of a program like resuscitation
0: yeah look they have a little bit but the the kids don't get too far into resuscitation it's more minor first aid but they you tend to find they come in with awareness of things like rips and currents and that sort of thing that a lot of kids their age would have absolutely no idea about. So they're a lot more competent and confident in the water.
1: Yeah. Rips are a real big issue in Australian waters, aren't they?
0: They are, yes. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, Tony, you'll be glad to know we're bringing Dazza's back this week. And this week, Dazza said, Dazza is serving up mega loaded fries, sized helpings of Park Run Fun today. Come on in and place your order.
0: And Mel, some of our 174 comments this week. And the first one's come from Brett Bailey. Brett's been very active on the social media this week. He has. And Brett's comment is, hmm, loaded fries, bacon, cheese, hungry now. Oh, I can respond to that, Brett. 128 park runners at Pegasus today in fine, clear conditions. Ran with Brunner, and then celebrated with Nathan as he completed 100 park runs today. Well done, Nathan. Thanks for the cake, Tanya. And the pic was of Nathan and Brett with Brunner in front of the parkrun flag. And I could say that Tanya posted a very similar one congratulating Nathan as well. So well done, Nathan. Great to see you get to the 100.
1: Excellent. The fourth Bailey shot. Now we also heard from Andrew Turner, and he said, stayed home to celebrate my 250th at Maribyrnong. And he shared a photo of himself with a 250 parkrun sign. Congratulations, Andrew.
0: Next, we heard from Helen Patricia. Yay, got my East. Finally completed the Compass Challenge at East Coast Park in Singapore. It was hot and humid, but super friendly. And Helen posted a pic with Helen and Andy in front of the teardrop flags at Singapore at East Coast Park Run.
1: And we heard from M. Nico RD at Kira Park Run today. Barcode scanner at Bellevue Park. Junior Park Run tomorrow. Hashtag multi-talented. And M shared a pic of M with three of her wonderful volunteer crew at Kira.
0: Next, we heard from Helen Davis, a and Parkrun world tourist meet up today in Queensland at Yowie Parkrun, and the pic was a collage of four photos, and one of them included Cass Castleton, who this week completed his seventh alphabet at Yowie, and I believe Cass is going on next week to New Zealand to Queenstown to finish his eighth alphabet.
1: Wow, <laughs> how many are actually possible? Or do you only like is it classed as completing it if you've done all of the available letters?
0: No, I think I think you have to do the twenty five that are available in multiples of twenty five to get them. So when you run out of Zs, I don't think you can claim an alphabet without having the extra Z. Oh, okay. It's only the X that's not there.
1: Okay. All right, so that means that there's – how many is
0: possible? I don't know. I should have done some homework on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Okay, we also heard from Tim Robbins. Large flat white and cupcake, please, Dazza, as I've driven 11 hours and have two left. And he had the – sleepy face emoji with that and shared a picture of himself with the hamilton lake selfie frame so yes tim's over in new zealand and i guess he was uh taking a long road trip to pick up another new event
0: next we heard from Catherine Perotta. also first time today and i should reference the also bit uh Catherine actually had two comments in dazzs this week so i've selected the second one also first time today to wear the parkrun adventurers t-shirt and the theme is wings for their birthday so instead i'm a plane with a plane emoji lol (laughs) laughy face at east richmond parkrun and the picture was catherine zooming in her adventurous top and she looks fantastic in the blue those tops really stand out mel i love seeing them out in the wild
1: yes i'm very happy with our tops Although I left my jacket on, so mine didn't really get seen this week. <laughs> I was just a bit of a wuss and didn't strip off this week. Now, we also heard from Jane Hassel. Yes, I think that's how you say it. Celebrating my 250th Lockheel Park Run. So thats that 250 at Lockheel or 250
0: milestone? I think it was Jane's 250 milestone. I think it might have been celebrated at Lockheel. Yep, That's that the way I read it when I looked at it anyway. Makes
1: sense. And Jane shared a photo of herself in multiple colours, multicolour, with a cake and tutu to celebrate. So congratulations,
0: Jane. And lastly, we heard from Natalie Sopper. Natalie was over in Poland um, and her comment is, lovely run at Zamek. Malboku, well, <laughs> I'm probably not going to get into Poland with reading it out like that, Park Run in Poland, turns out you can come last at Park Run with a laughy face emoji, they just asked me if I wanted to be tail walk when I finished in last position, very happy with that as I picked up a volunteer and a relatively speedy 32:11 finish as I didn't want to lose sight of the person in front of me. <laughs> oh no. And it was actually a pretty cool picture. Natalie's out in front of the castle at Zamek Melborku. Um, yeah, great picture.
1: Oh wow! Fancy being asked to be um, Tar Walker as you cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how Park Run would feel about that.
0: Hmm. Pre-prepared volunteer positions.
1: <laughs> well. Would you like to announce an OB,
0: Tony? I have the winner here, and the winner this week is <laughs> Jane Hassel. <clears throat> I love the tutus. Lots of colour in front of that water tank at Lockheel. Um, the mothership has come through again. Well done, Jane.
1: Hooray. Yes, well done. But moving on, we, we've been through it this week, Tony.
0: <laughs> we are getting through it, now.
1: <laughs> I've got a Consolidated Club report for you. Now, the Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday, the 4th of November, 2023, of a total of 496 members. We're getting so close.
0: Just four to go, Mel, four.
1: Four to go. Yeah, it wasn't your week, sorry. Um, Anyway, 378 took part on this date in nine countries across 187 locations. In the UK, there were adventurers at 24 events. There were adventurers at three in South Africa and America, two in Singapore, one in the Netherlands, Norway and Poland. That would have been Natalie. Locally, we had adventurers at... 36 events in New South Wales, 35 events in Queensland, 34 in Victoria, 15 in South Australia, 12 in WA, 8 on the North Island, 6 in the ACT, Tassie had 3, South Island had 2 and 1 in the Northern Tree. Now,
0: uh, largest Frond, you want to read those, Talk. Yes, internationally, Mel. Our largest frond was at East Coast Park, where we had four people with Helen and Andy Rudder, who we spoke about before, Brian Mancus, and Sarah Langley. Sarah Langley from Shepparton. Ah, hmm. great estate travelling again. Hmm. And our largest frond this week locally, we had a frond of nine Passionistas at Shell Harbour and we had eight at Wyndham Vale, which included Andrew and James Reynolds, Renee Jackson, Daryl, John and Vicky Smith, Kevin Green and Donna Markwick.
1: Now, Adventurer Milestones. There were no Adventurer PBs this week, my um, sources tell me, but Milestones we did have. Now, these... The first one was actually mentioned in Dazzes, I believe. Andrew Turner, 1195873, ran his 250th. Renee Jackson, 2251216, ran her 250th. And M Strong, 248815, ran their 50th milestone. So congratulations to all three of those.
0: Yeah, congratulations and M strong that's a very low number to be running a 50th so mm. hopefully they've uh, got back into their park runs and remember mel if you uh you'd like to be tracked on the the achievements you can add the adventurers club as one of your five affiliations on the park run profile it's really simple to add it in And, uh, yeah, you can have five different clubs. So jump on board and get the Adventurers as one of your clubs.
1: Yes, and you could be our 500th person. But we won't know who it is. No. (laughs) And we don't have prizes (laughs) because we don't have money.
0: There's no milestone T-shirt for that? No. No. There's just the… The honour and glory. Yeah, the glory. Let's go with that. But Tony… There were some launches. We had a couple of launches this week, Mel, and we've got one that we need to cover from last week. So taking off for the first one, um, we had one in Ireland at Fennet Greenway. Um, It's on the west coast of Ireland. Uh, They had 206 finishers and 21 volunteers. The Fennet... Parkrun, Mel, is a double out-and-back course on the Fennet Greenway with a slight incline starting at the old bridge in the Fennet Beach car park, extending 1.8 kilometres towards Tralee, doubling back for a 700-metre section and returning to the start area. Beautiful views of the Tralee Bay, Barrow Harbour and the Sleep Mish Mountains.
1: Wow, that was a mouthful. Good work.
0: <laughs> Good job, talk. <laughs>
1: Oh, I get, I get week two with this one. Okay. So this is the one that we, we didn't know about last week. So it actually ran its week two, Oosterplaas in Netherlands, launched with 91 finishers and 13 volunteers. Now, this course is two laps around the lake on a mixture of asphalt and paving stones, and it says the start and finish area 300 metres apart and the start is close to the parking
0: area. And it's interesting, Mel, when this one came up, I thought, where on earth is that? So I went and had a look, and Jack and I, on our European holiday, we actually changed from a train to a bus very close to where this park run is. So we we almost could have got out and had a run around the lap, of course. done
1: a noddy.
0: Yeah, but we didn't know about it.
1: Did I I say it right?
0: (laughs) I think so. (laughs) And our next one, Mel, fig tree park run... In South Africa, which is just west of Durban, near the Thousand Hills Park Run, uh, which sounds like it goes up and down. And from the pitch that we've seen, it does go up a little bit. Johan sent us a photo through. Um, For those playing at home in South Africa, the Fig Tree Park Run is probably more accurately pronounced as Fea Buem parkrun they had 344 finishes 18 volunteers it's a single lap trail course and Mel the only way I could describe this is it looks like Mr Squiggle sneezed while he was drawing a map there's lines <laughs> that go everywhere <laughs> um, it looks like an amazingly difficult course to follow I'm sure it's not but it is has more lines on it than any parkrun I've seen. So I don't
1: think our international listeners will get the Mr. Squiggle reference and maybe some of our younger listeners, Tony, won't get the Mr. Squiggle reference.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe anyone younger than forty won't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Squiggle was a TV character that used to draw with a pencil stuck on his nose, or his nose was actually a pencil, and he used to squiggle lines everywhere. Um yeah, so the, the course, I encourage people to go and have a look at Fig Tree Park Run in South Africa, have a look at the course map. Um, it looks great fun. It looks like an orienteering type course.
1: Maybe it's like that, what's the UK one that goes in the spiral? What's that called? Is that Curly Whirly? Oh, the or, Curly
0: Whirly. Or, yeah, yeah, maybe
1: it's like Mr Squiggle sneezed <laughs> <laughs> drawing the Curly Whirly map. Hmm, well, very good.
0: But they had obviously quite a large turnout. Um, and I got to thank uh, the South African connection of Janet for that pronunciation earlier. Um, I had no idea. So thank you, Janet.
1: Oh, look at you doing more research.
0: <laughs> thank you, Janet.
1: <laughs> so, did you read that little description? Because it says in its course description that it includes a stream crossing. What? <laughs>
0: That's almost like Nambour. We have a stream at Nambour.
1: Yeah, but when they have the stream, don't they use the B course and turn around at the stream? They don't
0: really... Oh, I don't know. Get your feet wet, No, Did you? <laughs> I can't think of the name of the event in the UK this weekend. They showed a video and there's about 200 metres that course about ankle deep in water and they have like 500... People just run straight through it and the splashes are just amazing. It's the sort of course that takes me back to the inner childhood and I just want to run that course just to splash. (laughs) (laughs) The actual description of the Fig Tree Park Run course is a single lap on trail through a mixture of forests and meadows on a farm, including a stream crossing, The start and finish are close to the main car park and clean ablutions. Oh, that's important. So, Mel, mm. planning for next Saturday already. Where are you at? Oh. Oh, well, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not going anywhere. So I know. I know, right. Don't die of shock. I don't have an adventure planned. I'm not leaving the state. And I actually... I don't know. I don't know where to go. So I'm gonna do obviously return to a park run I've previously done. I might look at I might look at my P index and see what I can work on in that respect.
0: Bit of long range planning for a P.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my p and X is seven. Mm.
0: A long way advanced on mine. I think mine's four or five.
1: So I can work on that. Um, it'll just give me something to just a focus. Like, I don't know. Um, if people would like to invite me to their park run. <laughs> <laughs> is there a party anywhere? I don't know. Is there cake? Can't say if there's cake. I don't eat cake. If anybody wants to make me some low-carb cupcakes.
0: <laughs> oh, you can get back to come and she can make some of those cakes that she made for Bateman's Bay. They were so good.
1: Maybe I need the recipe. Maybe <laughs> I'll turn up and entice people with my own cakes.
0: <laughs> that'll do it.
1: Yeah, that'll do. So, yeah, I don't know. So I know that's not very helpful. Um, maybe if I decide I can put it in the Friday post and let people know where I'm going if anybody cares. <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe I'll go to Albert Park and blend in with the millions. <laughs> Which reminds me, oh, you know what? We didn't mention this, but I saw Sarah Jefferson over there, Lake Claremont, I think it was. She caught up with Lisa Miller.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. I can remember when I interviewed Lisa for the, the podcast. Um, just the most amazing public person. I love that interview. So you know what I think? Sarah did. She's a bit cheeky.
1: I think she saw on social media that Lisa Miller was in WA. So she actually put a call out to say, see you at Lake Claremont Park Run. And Lisa Miller replied and said, sure. (laughs) And then turned up. I love it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, no. Nah, Lisa is a great parkrun person. She loves a parkrun. She loves a volunteering. So, yeah, no, great parkrun person.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I just threw that in. Sorry.
0: Um, but what about
1: you, Toc? Where are you going to be on the weekend?
0: Well, Mel, well, the funny thing is I have no idea either. <laughs> 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 bum, bum. Middle son Daniel's up to his 49th different event. Um, so, I think he's coming home for the weekend. So, we'll probably make the trip across into into the greatest pit of the greatest state, being Gippsland. And we'll probably do one of the events over in the Latrobe Valley, I think, to get Danny's 49th event.
1: How far is Dan off becoming a Gippslander?
0: Oh, he's still got six or seven, I think.
1: Really? Even with mum and dad living down that way?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's got a lot more, because he lives around the Brunswick area, he's got a lot more around the Melbourne area already done. But Dan's become the little tourist, and uh, yeah, we like to encourage that along.
1: How many events now in Gippsland region for that challenge?
0: Thirteen. Nice. And it'd be lovely to have a 14th one day. Where's there a hole? Um, in Far East Gippsland and then the area down around Foster and Yarram down through that area. We came very close to an event there pre-COVID. Uh, so yeah, now we've got a couple of little gaps there where we could fit another park running quite happily.
1: Yannicky. You need one at Yannickie. There's another one.
0: Yannicky or Yarum?
1: So
0: mm. oh, We need one at Malakuta.
1: Oh, yep,
0: yeah. yep, yep. That's a road trip for everyone.
1: Well, I think we've um, tried to pad this out as long as we possibly <laughs> can. <laughs> another short one this week. You never can tell when you're going to get roving reports. <sighs>
0: No, it's a good one. we I was going to record a roving report, Mel, on the weekend, but the 45K an hour wins at the finish line and no shelter meant that we had absolutely no hope of hearing anything.
1: Uh, yeah, that does play a part, I will admit. But never yeah. mind. Uh, and we do love, of course, our contributions from all our Channel 5 news crew and appreciate them when we do get them. It's just we never know when we're going to get them ahead of time. But... As always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week. Thanks for joining me, talk. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.